0: Thank you for joining me on the You Are Not For Everyone podcast. I am Jackie Henderson, and I'm a licensed mental health counselor with a specialization in holistic and somatic practices. On this podcast, we have real talk about mental health issues, including trauma, depression, anxiety, personality disorders, and much, much more. I hope that you'll enjoy the show. Let's get started. This is You Are Not For Everyone, and I'm Jackie Henderson. Today we are talking about childhood sexual abuse, and if you are a victim of childhood sexual abuse, this topic may be very triggering to you, it may be very upsetting, but it's important that you know that healing can come and that you are worthy of healing. I'm going to probably just scratch the surface of this topic because it's a very extensive trauma to children and I want to be able to help you understand just the basics for today and then maybe we'll do a deeper level topic um, podcast in the future on this topic. But some key facts about childhood sexual abuse is it is very pervasive. People live very lonely isolated lives when they've been sexually abused but please know you are not alone. One in five children have been sexually abused before reaching age 18. In the U.S. alone, that's more than one million children a year that are being sexually abused. You are not alone if it happened to you, and please know that love and support is available to you. Sexual abuse commonly occurs as a result of uh, actions of another child. Over half of survivors report being abused by other children, other kids their own age. So in many cases, kids who have been sexually abused tend to abuse other children. Hurt people hurt people. Children act out and they do things that have been done to them. Uh, Not to say that's an excuse, but some juveniles do sexually abuse other children. All children are at risk of sexual abuse, with some populations having experienced increased risk. So people with special needs and disabilities are three times more likely to be the victims of sexual abuse. Online and offline safety are important. So online sexual abuse does happen, and these are done very often, more than 50 percent, by. People who are acquaintances of the child or a family member of the child, so a lot of online technology, talking, chatting, that sort of thing on computers and phones and screens are all forms of sexual abuse, and this can happen to anyone, and it could be done by a family member, and it's often done by a family member or an acquaintance. A child is very less likely to be sexually abused by a stranger. Usually children are sexually abused by someone they know. 80% of cases the child knows the abuser. A family member is 20% of a chance of abusing a child. And girls are at a higher risk of being abused by a family member than boys. However, boys are sexually abused more than we realize, so it's important to believe both boys and girls if they come to you with sexual abuse outcries. Providing a safe environment for your child is critical. Single parents with live-in partners need increased support in creating a safe place for their children to live, and it's important that You really know your partner, that you take time to really get to know this person if you're going to allow them in your home with your children. Child sexual abuse and child trafficking. 87% of youth are trafficked for sex having experienced sexual abuse prior to being trafficked. This is an interesting concept because children who are victimized Tend to stay victimized their whole lives. It's interesting that they become the prey of other predators, of sex traffickers, of highly violent people, unhealthy relationships. It's very, very important that these children get the help that they need and deserve because no one should have to suffer like this. No one should have to be sexually abused or abused in any way by someone they know, by a family member? Where is their safe place? If a child is sexually abused in their home, where is their safe place? We trust our parents to take care of us, but what if our parent is the one doing it? We trust our other parent to keep us safe, but if the other parent turns a blind eye, doesn't believe the child, or ignores the situation and doesn't want to believe that it's happening or are in denial of it happening, where is the child's safe place? The child becomes very isolated, the child becomes very alone, and there's no safety for that child. Some health issues that happen as a result of sexual abuse are Survivors are five times more likely than the general population to be hospitalized for a physical or mental health problem. More than 70% of the survivors experience moderate to severe levels of insomnia. Survivors experience higher rates of substance abuse, with one in five survivors developing an alcohol or illegal drug dependence by age 30, which was twice the rate of those who had not experienced sexual abuse. Survivors are three times more likely than the general population to attempt suicide, and as survivors age, the risk of suicide attempts increases. Survivors experience higher rate of depression, eating disorders, obesity, anxiety, intimate partner violence, and post-traumatic stress disorder. They also suffer from... Economic instability, including dropping out of high school with a rate of 40% higher of high school dropout rates in people who are sexually abused. Some signs that a child may be being sexually abused, there's some behavioral indicators. So if you are a teacher or a parent or a coach and you notice these behaviors, you may want to report these behaviors because the safety of a child is very, very important. So, behavioral changes in children from uh, abuse, childhood sexual abuse, is over sexualization, like fondling themselves or drawing sexual images, regressive behaviors like thumb sucking and bedwetting, and clingy or always wanting to be held and accompanied. Those are some behavioral indicators of child sexual abuse. Some psychological indicators are irritable mood, repeated nightmares, fear of a particular place or person, changes in beliefs like regarding their own body as dirty, and depression and poor self-esteem. Some physical indicators that a child may be being sexually abused is recurrent vaginal infections and vulva vaginitis, aberrations and lacerations near the vaginal area and anal area. Again, I don't want to leave out boys because boys are sexually abused as well. Unexplained anal or vaginal injuries, presence of seminal fluid, and pain while urinating. Some biological indicators are sleep disturbances and changes in eating, like eating too much or eating too less. The shame no one talks about with sexual abuse is intense. I recently did a post about sexual abuse and trying to normalize the outcry and speaking about it because so many people have been sexually abused as children and it affects their adult life. The average age for a person to admit that they were sexually abused as a child is 52 years old. People keep this secret for so long and there's many reasons why people keep this secret. They want to keep the, the family together. If they tell this secret, the family could implode. People will be mad at the person for telling the secret. Mom died. Dad died. Why would you expose them? Um, just let them rest in peace. Just You should have kept it to yourself. There's many reasons why people don't tell, even as adults. But that just means you're carrying the pain and the hurt and the shame from this awful event that was done to you to protect the person who preyed on you and the person who abused you. We do not need to protect our abuser. And if there's people who are mad at us, who don't want to be in our company anymore because we expose family members or friends or co-workers or bosses of sexually abusing us, then those aren't the people we want in our lives anyway. We want to be surrounded by people who support us and want us to be healthy and strong and to let go of our secrets. We are as sick as our secrets, and childhood sexual abuse changes the chemistry of a child. Their life is so much harder. There's a thing called adverse childhood experiences. I did a podcast on it. You can go back and look at it, but childhood sexual abuse is an adverse childhood experience. It really increases the chance of a child having a harder life both with mental health and physical health. It should have never been done to a child. Shame on the adults for hurting that child. Shame on anyone that knew and didn't help. Someone that knew the secret and kept it because they didn't want to disturb the family system. Believe your child. Take care of your child. Know that healing takes time. You have to create a nurturing and res- and respectful relationship with your body. When our child, when our childhood body was sexually abused, we detach from it. Many children dissociate when they're being sexually abused and remember. And I didn't say this at the beginning, but I want to be clear. Sexual abuse is not just sex with a child. It can be fondling, it can be touching. It could be an adult making a child watch them fondle themselves or masturbate. It could be forcing a child to watch pornography, watching pornography with a child. Anything that's a sexual act that's done with or around or toward a child is sexual abuse. And our body chemistry gets offset. We have shame around our bodies. We don't feel like we are natural and beautiful and accepted because we've been abused by an adult and we feel dirty and lots of shame. So it's important as we heal that we recreate or create for the first time a healthy relationship with our body. Healing involves identifying how being abused has changed you. And how the abuse has affected your decisions and your choices in your life. Freedom from the abuse comes from getting unhooked from this shame. And this is hard to do on your own. You will probably need the help of a therapist and counselor to become unhooked from this shame. But we are so locked in with it, became part of our chemistry when this abuser was hurting us we just went deep within ourselves and we found our bodies as shameful and dirty and it's not you deserve to be free of that you deserve to have wonderful healthy happy relationships with yourself with your body and with your people in your life healing is the recognition that being a victim of sexual abuse does not define you Healing is having compassion and understanding for yourself. If your body responded, it didn't make a choice, it wasn't consent. So sexual abuse victims, children, actually have orgasms sometimes when they're being sexually abused. This does not mean the child enjoyed it. A boy might get an erection, a girl might have an orgasm, but that does not mean that they enjoyed the sexual abuse. It means that their body had a physiological response to the touching. It's not consent. It's not enjoyable to a child. It is uncomfortable and it causes, again, more shame. Like How does a child deal with that knowing that their first orgasm was from a parent or from a family friend or from a sibling. It's a really intense situation and finding peace and healing within yourself is so important and you deserve that. Healing is recognizing that fighting and fleeing are only two of the responses to assault. Freeze and fold are two more that often are the only and even perhaps the best way to protect yourself. So this is what I was talking about earlier is dissociating Many children don't run from their abuser, they don't flee from their abuser. It might be in their home, so they have nowhere to flee to anyway. They might not fight their abuser because the abuser is bigger than them and the abuser may be threatening them or the abuser might threaten their family members. So they don't fight or flight. So what they do is they fold and freeze. They allow the abuse to happen and they dissociate emotionally and mentally. So they might stare at a picture. They might go into their imagination. They might go deep within their bodies. They are—they may be physically present in the room, but they're emotionally checked out. And this is a way a child protects themselves. It's a defense mechanism, and it's very helpful. But the problem is we tend to dissociate throughout life when we don't do the healing work. So if you are victim of childhood sexual abuse, you might find yourself dissociating and disconnecting from anything or anyone when it's traumatic, stressful, or overwhelming because that is your go-to defense mechanism. It's important to do the healing work around that. Healing is realizing that shame prolongs the power your perpetrator had over you. If you become angry, that very feeling can motivate you to confront Whatever shame you absorbed, some people really sink into their body. They self-harm. They have suicide attempts. They hurt themselves, and that's what they do to manage the shame from the sexual abuse. And it's important to put the shame where it belongs. It's important to be mad and angry and to want to take your life back. You can... Go and confront your abuser if you choose to, if they're still alive and around. You can confront your abuser and really stand up for yourself. You can confront the family member who didn't protect you, who knew, who turned a blind eye. In incestual families, this is very common. Nobody rocks the boat, even though they might all know what's going on. They keep the family system intact, even though it's very dysfunctional and very unhealthy. It's time to stand up for yourself. It's time to get your voice back. And even if you're not able to confront your abuser, you can speak your truth out loud. You can speak it to a therapist or a counselor or a support group. You can speak it to a good friend or a partner. You can speak it to someone you trust. You can speak it to a priest or to God or to spirit or energy, but I encourage you to free it out of your soul because it doesn't belong there anymore. It's time to be free of this perpetrator's shame and put the shame back on the perpetrator. Healing takes embracing that sexual abuse was not your fault. It was not your fault. Keep in mind that sexual abuse can happen anywhere in families, in the home, church, school, in a coaching situation. It can happen anywhere. So we want to teach our children the difference between good and bad touches. Teach them the facts that they can tell you anything and you will believe them. Let them know that you are their safe place and you'll keep them safe and No one's allowed to touch them in certain ways. And if they feel uncomfortable in certain ways, they have the freedom to come to you. Keep that door open with your child because that's very important. You don't want the child to have to hold this on their own. If this has happened to you and you've had the additional knowledge that others knew and did nothing, you may likely shut down emotionally, feeling helpless and hopeless. And that might become part of your everyday life. No one protected you, no one took care of you. The person that was supposed to be there for you didn't stand up for you. And so you may feel helpless and hopeless in your life. You may become less productive in life. You may suffer depression and anxiety in life. But know that again, the shame belongs on the adults. It does not belong on the children. And if someone didn't believe you, that another person was sexually abusing you, shame on both of them. You deserve peace. You deserve healing. You deserve your voice to be heard and supported. And please do the work to take care of yourself because you deserve it. Know that you can tell your story to someone who will believe you and not judge you. It can be a very huge burden lifted off your shoulders and your soul will be set free when you share your truth with someone come forward. If you've been keeping the secret, it's time to release it. You don't have to carry it alone anymore. It was never your fault. It will never be your fault. And your truth needs to be respected and known. And again, and if a family system, a friendship system is broken because you told the truth about being sexually abused, well, that wasn't your people anyway. This is why they have Friendsgiving, so you can have people you choose in your life to support you because sometimes family doesn't. Family sometimes wants you to keep the secrets to maintain the dysfunction so people don't find out. It's a very old school way of thinking. Brush it under the carpet. What will people think? Well, you know, they should think that this man or this woman deserves to be in jail because they sexually abused their child, they sexually abused their student, they sexually abused someone that was weaker than them and smaller than them. So shame on the perpetrator. I encourage you that if you have been sexually abused as a child and you haven't spoken about it, you haven't gotten the help that you need, that you'll do so. I watch people dance and move in class and they're very held in their uh, sexual parts in their genitals and their feminine parts and their masculine parts it's hard for them to move that part of their body they look stuck and I often wonder is this a result of being traumatized in your sexual parts as a child is it as a result of being shamed for that part of your body for feeling discomfort about that part of your body that it's dirty and ugly And I just want people to be set free so they can just dance freely and really just love their bodies, genitals, and all, because all of you is beautiful. And shame on anyone that made you feel differently. Shame on anyone that made you feel like your body's dirty, that your sexuality is dirty, that your genitals are dirty. You are not dirty. You are beautiful, man or woman. If you were sexually abused as a child, it's time for you to take your life back because you deserve to feel freedom. You deserve to feel beautiful. You deserve to release the shame and you deserve to dance freely. Thank you for joining me on You Are Not For Everyone podcast. I hope you're enjoying the podcast and that you will consider supporting the show in a few different ways. You can share it with friends, you can write a review, or you can quote unquote, buy me a coffee. Go down to the episode description and click the link, support the show, and you can support us financially and just share it. Tell everyone you know, stay well, be healthy, and I'll see you next time.